Good evening. Good evening and, uh, and welcome. I'm uh, Pastor Rafe Vigil, and it's good to uh, see uh, all of us here together. I have a feeling um, this Christmas especially, we needed this, right? We needed this. We needed this. I can see, uh, even with uh, the fears that are going on around now with uh, COVID, you can tell by the numbers here that we need something like this. We need to know that Jesus Christ is real and present and here with us, and so we need something like this. We need this gift. Amen? Amen. And so I'm glad that we can share together uh, this evening and uh, know that we have a gift for you um, as you go home at 7 o'clock. You know what's going to happen? More of this worship is going to happen because at 7 o'clock up on our, our YouTube channel, there will be a presentation of, uh, from our handbell choir. And so you'll have some Christmas bells for you at 7 o'clock on our YouTube channel. Of course, that'll stay up and this service will be there. I say welcome to those of you who are joining us live and, uh, or even you know, later in this evening uh, as we uh, share together what a, what a blessing it is to uh, be able to do this worship and share this worship in so many uh, different ways. Know that we will uh, continue to do uh, worship each Sunday during the uh, holiday season, during the Christmas season, because Christmas begins now and then it keeps going for 12 days. And so for the next two Sundays, we will have one worship service at 10 o'clock. And also that will be on our YouTube and Facebook channels as we do every week and, uh, and share that every week with all of our regular scheduled um, uh, worship times. So uh, let's, uh, let's enter into a time of worship. Let's enter with some, some great singing and some sharing together as we share in the love of Christ this day. Would you stand with us as we sing together? Oh, come, let us adore Do you believe that today? He's worthy of all the glory, so that's why we give him all the praise and all the glory. So God, we just thank you. We thank you for another time with you, Lord. We thank you for this season and to know that you are the reason for this season. And for that, we are happy today, Lord. We pray as we continue to sing praises to your name that you'll come down in a mighty way and you will be in this place, Lord. And your anointing will take over, Lord. And your glory shall fill this place. And we shall leave here better than the way we came, Lord. We give you thanks now. And all God's people say, 
Amen. Amen. We're going to sing another song. It's another Christmas carol that you all know. We just put a little twist on it, so enjoy it with us, okay? Here we go. you to uh, remain uh, standing uh, with me and uh, let us share together in a uh, call to worship that you have there and this will also lead us in that time of lighting the advent candles we've been waiting during this whole season lighting one candle at a time and tonight we light the Christ candle along with all the other candles so let's share together the impossible is about to happen in a stable the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. 
This is the evening when creation stood still and held its breath. For God was doing the most unbelievable, dangerous thing. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. For so long, we have walked only in darkness, unable to see, but, but behold, a light. Yes, a light has come. Not even the deepest darkness can keep out the dawn. For us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. For to us, a child is born, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Peace is here, upon us, with us, around us. It will never end. Celebrate the King of Light, Power, and Peace. He has come. Amen and amen. Man, we got to sing again, right? Let's sing again. Pastor Lisa, if you'll bow your heads and join for our prayer this evening. Holy God, mighty Lord, this wondrous night shines with the brilliance of your Son, the true light who has come into the world. The greatest of all miracles we celebrate anew. Amazed that you who roam the universe at will would shrink your being, relinquish your glory, and imprison yourself in a cramped and limited world within a human skin. But you did it. You have reached for our hand in the darkness so that you could lead us from the land of shadowy fears and half-truths to the sparkling realms of healing light and ceaseless joy. Thank you for this love beyond measure, this gift beyond price. By the light of your star over Bethlehem, shepherds and kings alike were led into your presence. With you they found reasons to hope and to sing, a purpose for their existence, and the vision of a future worth living for. Those who sought you became wise. Those who seek you today do too. 
There may be among us people who are searching for something to make life worth the price of admission. Let them find you here and now. Entice them with hope. Reassure them with the gift of suddenly blossoming belief. Guide them as they take their first steps along the way of love and mercy. Others among us have already journeyed far with you. Let some of the radiance of this holy night cling to them so that they can become guiding stars for people who do not know the way to your presence. With apt words and gentle encouragement, let them lead others to encounter the light and life you were born to give. Amen. Merry Christmas. Our first scripture tonight comes from the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax list. This first enrollment occurred when Quirinius governed Syria. Everyone went there to their own cities to be enrolled, and since Joseph belonged to David's house and the family line, he went from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn child, a son, wrapped him snugly, and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the guest room. Nearby shepherds were living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. The Lord's angels stood before them. The Lord's glory shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said, Do not be afraid. Look, I bring you good news, wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is a baby born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. This is a sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angel, and praising God, they said, Glory to God in heaven and on earth, peace among them whom he favors. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go right now to Bethlehem and see what has happened. Let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. They went quickly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. When they saw this, they reported what they had been told about this child. Everyone who heard it was amazed and at what the shepherds told them. Mary committed these things to memory and considered them carefully. The shepherds returned home, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. Everything happened just as they had been told. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Let us have ears to hear.
Amen, amen. The second scripture this evening is short and simple. From Titus chapter 2. The grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people. It educates us so that we can live sensible, ethical, and godly not lives. Right now, by rejecting ungodly lives and the desires of this world. At the same time, we wait for the blessed hope and the glorious appearance of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He gave himself for us in order to rescue us. To rescue us from every kind of lawless behavior and cleanse, and cleanse a special people for himself who are eager to do good actions. Amen. Amen.
Amen, amen, amen. Well, this is, uh, this is fun, isn't it? We're certainly getting our singing in, and uh, that's, a, that's a good thing, because this is a season uh, for music. Um, <clears throat> let's uh, let's uh, enter into a prayer. Lord, may, uh, may your good news be shared with us this evening. May the light of the Christ be real to us as we, uh, as we worship and as we hear your word. Amen and amen. So uh, Pastor Peyton read the beautiful story, and then I come up and I, and I read like four verses from this little unknown book of Titus. Um, have you heard of the book of Titus in the New Testament before? It's a little tiny letter, you know, and, it, you know, and here we are on one of the biggest nights of, of Christianity, on the birth night of Jesus, and we're reading from this tiny little simple book, this tiny little book, you know, that, this little New Testament book. And we're, we're reading from that. Why this passage, why this little passage, this short little passage, it's not just because Pastor Rafe likes it. No. No, it's because this is a prescribed passage for this night. This is the night when babies should be crying. Right? This is the night when we should hear the babies around us and the young ones around us. This is the night when it should happen that the music from all generations is shouted out of the lungs, right? Amen, amen. So this passage, short little words, but I like it because it's concise and it's simple. Because you know what? There's one thing Pastor Rafe needs is he needs it to be simple. He needs it to be very simple. Grace, the grace of God has appeared. The grace of God has appeared. I need it to be simple. You know, the, the gospel is, you know, we have these four gospels that have these long stories of Jesus. But you know what I like? The first four verses of the book of Hebrews. Again, a little letter in the New Testament. But the first four verses just kind of of Hebrews just sum up the whole gospel. In the past, God has spoken in various and many ways, but now God has spoken in the perfect way. And the word became flesh, right? And lived among us. God has spoken in a perfect way. And this passage from Titus is just so simple and it is just so perfect. It is just right there. The grace of God has appeared. The grace of God has appeared so that we can know salvation. I like it for to be simple. But here's the thing. We really like the stories, don't we? Christmas movies are big. We like movies. We like to read books because we like the story. We like the development of characters. We like uh, the, uh, the, the hook that it has that draws us in. We like the, uh, the climax and the good news that, that happens. Um, and the story of the gospel, the story of Jesus' birth, man, it makes for some good songs, right? It's songs that move our hearts and that move our lives. This wonderful story that begins with Caesar Augustus and and Quirinius is governor. And so we immediately have the kings and the rulers and the, the presence and the time period that God steps into the world and, and hears this regalness about the story. But then that regalness is counteracted with a, a young lady who's become pregnant when she didn't expect it and her betrothed husband from a small backwoods town impoverished and they are given this unbelievable task. Sounds like a good movie, right? When you have this impossible task, and you've got to figure out a way to make it happen, and our heroes always figure out a way to make it happen. And so Mary and Joseph, they have this pregnancy and this traveling and this birth that happens almost lost in the world around them at that time. But then there's the miraculous assistance, the, the miracle that they didn't expect. The angels show up. And the angels show up to bring in the heroes of the story. The third shift workers in the middle of the night keeping watch over their, feet, over their flock. And they come running in. Not to save the day, just to be spectators and kind of see it and then move on and tell the story over and over again. And there's this amazement and these angels and these shepherds and this birth that God is with us. Grace 
has appeared. It has appeared to bring salvation, to heal our brokenness, to help us when we needed help. Grace has appeared to rescue, to empower full life. That's what Jesus would say later in the Gospel of John. I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly. That's what this birth of this child is about for us having this life, this life that is full, this life that is empowered, this life that is abundant, life right here and right now, life that is ethical, life that is godly, life that can have the power to reject evil and those forces that come around us, a life that can renew relationships that have been broken, a life that brings holistic healing and healthy heart and soul and mind. And all this grace has appeared to bring all this so that there will be this creation of this eagerness to bless others. This eagerness to bless others. Grace has appeared. It has appeared. And it keeps appearing, and it's appearing all around us because the stories of grace are very real and very present. Come on. No, come, come here. Grandma's right here. Here's Nana. Na- you got to get Nana. Okay. Remember, this whole thing is about the child, right? It's about the child. It's about the child. We love the stories of grace and how grace appears and changes our lives. Like the story of the teenager who had had about enough of COVID. Had about enough of COVID and stuck at home, stuck in a room, quarantining, already struggling with school, and now school is online for well over a year, it seems like. And the pressures are building up with being alone and being apart from folks and quarantining, and then the conflict begins at home. And the conflict begins at home, and there's a There's a brokenness in the household, and finally all of that stress, all of that tension for this teenager just just explodes, and he runs away. And he runs away into the dark of night one evening, and gone for a period of time, and parents are panicked, and finally this teenager realizes, he says, I'm lost. I don't know where I am, and I don't know how to go back. So he stops at a gas station to ask for help. And you know, it's the Christmas season. And so people are just full of good tidings and great joy and are just so willing to help out a strange teenager who walks into a gas station and says, I need to use your phone, please. But nobody would help him. Nobody would help him. So he decides that, well, there are all these homes that are decorated with Christmas lights. If I go to the homes decorated with Christmas lights, certainly someone will answer the door and and call for me, and he knocks on the homes with Christmas lights and all the pretty, and, and nobody answers. Nobody answers. Finally, the, the fifth house he knocks on happens to be the house of a pastor who answers the door. And the pastor is home, and after some brief conversation, that pastor calls his home and, and mom and family, and they, they come for him, And they come with this kind and generous police officer who's working the situation. Grace has appeared. Grace has appeared. Do you think it's a coincidence that a lost young man shows up at a pastor's house? Is it a coincidence that a police officer who speaks his original tongue is there to offer assistance? And all of the resources that this young man might need for health and for wholeness can certainly be found by that pastor and that police officer as they work together. Grace has appeared. Grace has appeared. And there are many, many more stories, and I'm sure you've got stories in your own life. We have stories all around us. You know, our, as many of you know that uh, the heart and focus of of New Horizon is the, the ministry of caring for others and caring for our community, and we do that in a big way through our nourishing lives. 
But a few years back, it was just Pakistan. Just a few bags to help students who were food insecure. And they would take this food home, and uh, these children in elementary schools would just have something to snack on over the weekend so that they could have a little more fortification in their bellies when it came Monday morning again. Grace has appeared sometimes in a bag of food because one of those children, and probably many more, who received that food, well, they grew up and they became teenagers. And now they're in the high schools and in the clubs that are partnering with Nourishing Lives and packing the food for somebody else to receive. Grace has appeared. Grace has appeared in that Nourishing Lives has exploded to be food during the, the COVID season when people have lost opportunity and, and the, just the economics of it all has taken its toll. And food has appeared for holiday seasons and special meals. And for the last two years, it has become this Christmas shopping. This room just a few days ago was a store filled with toys and games for those in our community to come and to receive the gifts that they needed to provide Christmas for their families. Grace has appeared. Grace has appeared. Many of you may know that uh, I work with the Florida United Methodist Children's Home, which does foster care right here in our county, and its offices are here at, at New Horizon. And uh, I work with them, and I ran into a wonderful young man who was being recognized for his giving back to the community. And he had been part of the story of our Florida United Methodist Children's Home. You see, when he and his brother had a more than unstable household, the grace appeared in the work of the Florida United Methodist Children's Home. And for a while, they were residents in our uh, residential facility at Enterprise in Central Florida. And then after a while and that and going back and forth and they moved into the foster care system. And one of the staff members of the children's home was so touched by their story and had a connection with, one of, with the young man that she became a foster parent just to take care of him. And that led to an adoption. And she adopted him and, and Grace had appeared in that way and he grew, and he graduated, and he went on, and he was empowered to, um, to become a military officer and protect our freedoms. And now he's being recognized as a first responder as he works in our community. Grace has appeared. And Grace appears in this little baby in a manger, not just so that we have songs and bright lights and and can share gifts and have this wonderful feeling. Did you hear what that passage of Titus said? The grace has appeared so that we can be eager for the good works. We can be eager to do the things that share the good news. That we can be eager for what our culture would like to say is giving back, but we know it's not just giving back. It's giving love. It's giving peace. It's giving joy. It's giving hope. It's giving what God has given us in the Christ child. Grace has appeared to bring salvation, to heal your brokenness. Grace has appeared to bring salvation, to bring wholeness to your heart, to fill you with love, to empower abundant life in you, right here, right now, at this time. Grace has appeared. God has brought salvation for you. Amen and amen. Most gracious God, thank you for this gift of your grace appearing in us. Thank you for your love and your power that fills us. And Lord, fill us continually that we can do nothing else but respond with the good works respond with the songs of our lives and our living that others may see your love. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And so if grace has appeared, grace has appeared so that we can do something, right? 
And so we're going to sing. We're going to, tell, we're going to sing about what we're going to do. So I'm going to invite you to stand. Now, I have to tell you, go ahead and stand. We're going to sing. And I have to tell you that just before the, 15 minutes before the service, I sprung this on everybody. And so uh, our technical people, our music people, all got this together just so we could sing, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Because grace has appeared. Grace has appeared for our salvation so that we can go and tell the good news. Let's sing together. And let us proclaim what we believe this night with one voice in unison. We believe Jesus Christ, born humbly in a manger this night, is the Son of God. He is the light in the darkness, sent from God to save us from our sins. We believe we are called and empowered by the Holy Spirit to be disciples of Jesus Christ, and to share the good news of his birth, life, ministry, and resurrection. On this night, as we celebrate Christ's birth, we affirm the mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. As we turn now and, and share together in, in Holy Communion, a very special communion on this night. Let us uh, join in a call and response as we share in this prayer of the great thanksgiving for Christmas. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. In the fullness of time, you gave your only Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. And at his birth, the angels sang, Glory to you in the highest, and peace to your people on earth. And so, with your people on earth, and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. As Mary and Joseph went from Galilee to Bethlehem and there found no room, so Jesus went from Galilee to Jerusalem and was despised 
and rejected. As in the poverty of a stable, Jesus was born. So by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. As your word became flesh, born of a woman, on that night long ago, so on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. And in the name of Christ we pray as he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This is the Lord's table, and the invitation is for everyone. All are welcome to come and receive. And if you're engaging with us on our digital platforms, the bread and drink that you have with you is blessed and consecrated for you to share as you um, celebrate at, at home or wherever you might be. But all are welcome to come and receive. This evening we're going to receive in different formats and we're going to let you uh, decide what works and what is comfortable for you in our present context. Um, the altar rail is open for you to come and kneel and receive communion. And there are these little self-contained uh, wafers and cups that are consecrated and part of our communion this evening. If you'd like to come and kneel and receive those individual elements, you're welcome to do that. We will have two stations of intinction on either side of the, uh, of the sanctuary. Um, intinction is where a torn piece of the bread is taken and dipped into the cup, and then those serving will hand you the bread and the, dip, the dipped bread for you to share in that fashion as you receive. And again, that's on either end. If you prefer to stay where you are sitting and having us come and serve you where you sit, that is certainly an option also. When we have uh, finished doing the intinction, we will uh, come and serve you where you sit. Just simply uh, let us uh, know with a thumbs up, like uh, I love Jesus kind of thing, and we'll find you and we'll, uh, we'll come to you in the, in the, in the crowd as we, as we share together. But know that this is the Lord's table, and everyone is welcome to receive.
Most gracious God, we are so thankful for the blessings of this evening. We are so thankful that your grace has appeared to us in a child and a baby. We are so grateful that your one and only Son would give his life, his body and his blood, that we might be saved, that we might know salvation, that we might have hope and joy and love and peace and our lives filled to overflowing and with abundance so that we would be empowered for the goodness that you desire in your creation and in your world. With gratitude, our hearts praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. We're going to share in a silent night and sharing in the the lighting of our our candles. Um, As we uh, stand and sing, please remember that once your candle is lit, you hold it upright. When your candle is not lit, you tilt that to the person next to you that's passing. The unlit ones get tilted as you uh, share the the light and uh, share the light of, of Christ. Lord, may the lighting of these candles be your light in our world. Amen and amen. Let's stand and sing together. now with the assurance that grace has appeared, that the light of God, the light of Christ has appeared into your darkness, into your night, into your life. Go now with the abundance of love, joy, peace, and hope.
Amen. Amen. You have to sing with us again. <laughs> This time I'd like to really hear you. you. You know what else we have to do, Michael? What else? Well, you know, the next part of the story is the kings come and leave gifts, right? So if you feel like, you know, responding that way, leave your gift. Leave your gift. You can leave it on the altar. You can leave it in a plate. You can go online. But leave your gift because God did this so that we would respond, so that we would come to him. And that's part of our joy is to share the gift. Amen? Amen. Sing with me.